and welcome back to yet another episode of the Flick Discussion. Today we're going to be discussing the sports film of Twenty Three Blast. Um, this story depicts. Um, <clears throat> well, first off, let's. I'd like to start out by saying uh, this is a, another true story that depicts the life of a high school football player named Travis Freeman. Um, Travis was a very good football player in uh in his prime he was a very well known player at his school was a very popular guy on the team um had all the cheerleaders all over yeah he was the the typical dream that every high school football player had he was that kid um he ends up facing a infection that gets into his eyes and it <clears throat> ends up causing him to go blind this also takes away football from him um, so then the movie from there kind of goes into the adaptations that Trevor has to make, the hardships he has to face, and just like how different he has to, his, his life is now with this new disability that he has to live with. Um, like usual, we'll start off with introducing a few of the characters and giving a little background on them, and we get, I'm going to pass it over to Seth for that one. So this one, there's a lot of characters that play a big part in the movie for this so we got Jerry Baker, we got Travis Freeman, we got Ashley, um, we got Larry Freeman, we got Coach Ferris, Cameron Marshall, Mary Freeman, Patty Wheatley, and we'll briefly discuss um, Duncan. So um, let's start it off with Jerry Baker. Um, you know, in the movie, it doesn't really talk about much of his um, family life at all. I noticed that. I'm assuming that he had a rougher family with um, um, the hardships that he goes through in the movie because it's known that he's an alcoholic in the movie. He drinks beer all the time whenever he can. He's drinking 24-7 at parties. He gets, he's the guy, he's the one guy that gets too drunk. And, um, but he is a very good friend of Travis. Him and Travis grew up playing um, rec football together and, they um they've been best friends ever since. They have a few arguments within the movie, but at the end of the day they're still best of friends. Jerry's a great friend to him. Travis is also a great friend of Jerry. Um there's some times in the movie where Jerry gets a little jealous of Travis because he's like, "Damn, even when you're blind, everything's still about you." And this is when he was a little licked. He was a little drunk at the time. And Travis is like, "I can't believe you do that and say that stuff to me, man." He's like, He's like, you have, like, no idea what it's like being blind, and so, um, Jerry took all that back, what he said, and he said that he shouldn't have said that, and that he was, he drank a little too much that day, and, um, so, um, Jerry's also the starting quarterback of the team, um, after Travis gets hurt and he's blind, uh, Jerry's performance goes way downhill, and he actually has the backup start over him, so, um, the whole next season, the backups over Jerry, and then Jerry ends up um, playing the last game to make it to the playoffs, and um, he plays a great game, and we'll we'll discuss a little bit more of that, but we'll hop into um, talking about Travis Freeman now. So Travis, what Carter was saying, he was that high school football jock that everybody wanted to be, um, but Travis did not ever flaunt himself. He was very humble character very humble he had all the girls any girl he wanted um 
he was a hell of a running back. I mean, absolute animal. Terrific running back. He, um, there's this play called 23 Blast, which is why it's the name of the film, and that was what he would score off a lot in real games. He was catching touchdowns. He was the ultimate playmaker. He was really the big key part of the whole team. He brought everything together. Um, and, of course, you hear that he gets this infection in his eyes and it makes him go blind. And um, he can no longer um, live a normal life now because he is blind. And it was really, it really tore Jerry apart in the movie where he's like, Jerry's like, what's it like, Travis? And Travis's like, it's like your eyes being closed. You can never open them. And um, Jerry went out in the hall and actually started crying a little bit. And he just felt awful for Travis that he, um, this is the way he was going to be for his whole life, you know. Um, and Travis in the movie, he's just stuck in his room for months, um, just listening to music. He's not changing his clothes, not taking care of himself. And um, that's when Patty comes in, which is his um, counselor for, like, the disability for his eyes. And he's like, hey, you're doing this, you're doing this. It's either you don't waste my time or I'm, I'm either going to help you or don't waste your time and I won't and I'll be right out the door. And she kind of straightens Travis out, teaches him how to move around along the school with a stick. And I thought that was a pretty cool part of the movie when... She's teaching him, um, like how to navigate what what are his rooms, what are his classes, um, and then so. That's mainly all about Travis Freeman right there. We'll hop into Ashley. Um, Ashley is, I'd say, Travis's girlfriend. Definitely Travis's girlfriend in the movie, but in the beginning she was not. Travis seemed more interested in the other cheerleaders than Ashley at first. But um, Ashley was just always there for Travis. She loved Travis. You can tell that the other cheerleaders um, treated Travis differently when he was blind. Like Molly didn't even come up and say anything to him anymore. Just kind of left him out there in the dust after he was blind. Didn't even go see him, nothing. Ashley came and saw him, even was trying to feed him, was hanging out with him. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, also about Travis, even when he's blind, the coach comes to his house and he's like, hey, I want you to play football again. And Travis is like, what do you mean, coach? He's like, like equipment manager or something. He's like, coach, I'm blind. It's like, how am I going to play football? And he's like, Coach Ferris is like, you can be my starting center. He's like, all you got to do is move laterally and snap the ball and feel your opponent. And um, we'll dive into more of that later. But anyways, about Ashley... She was helping Travis get better with football, um, helping take the snaps for him, like when they're late at night, um, trying to when Travis is trying to learn more about the game, like about being the center blind and trying to learn that. Um, so that was pretty cool. She's just always there for him. Uh, doesn't look at him any differently for his disability, which is really cool. She's just a really good girl. And then we'll just briefly discuss about Mary and Larry Freeman. Um, there is parents. Mary is probably one of the best moms you could ever ask for in the movie. You can tell she's defending her son. She is with her son 24-7. She wants to do whatever is right for him. She's taking care of him. She's making sure he's okay 24-7. 
just an absolute great mom. And that was really cool to see in the movie that he had a family like he did. Like, because um, the one lady is like, well, we'll take him to a <coughs> special place, like, where he can live and stuff. And Mary's like, no, his special place is right in my home. He's not going anywhere. You're not going to try to take my son from me. So that was still cool that he had such good parents like that that cared for him like that. So um, we'll talk a little bit about Coach Ferris. He was the head football coach, um, very stern individual. He liked things done his way. He didn't really like hearing from Duncan, which was um, which was athletic camp director. Duncan, yeah, he was the athletic director. And then um, we had um, Cameron's dad didn't hated hearing from Cameron's dad because he was always throwing in his little two cents that didn't mean anything to him anyways. But um, Coach Ferris always felt like he did what was right for the team, and he thought it was right bringing Travis on to center, um, and making. And he also listens to advice from Travis, and Travis is like, "Well, hey, put that corner at safety because he's a good hitter," and so he ended up doing that. So it was just little things like that. But overall, Coach Ferris, very good guy, um, knows the game of football, and um, helped lead them to the playoffs um, Travis's senior year. Uh, and then we'll talk about Cameron Marshall. He played a big role in the movie. He was the starting guard on the team. Uh, he was, in the beginning of the movie, was just an absolute jerk, just like his dad. And you can tell the apple doesn't fall far, far from the tree on that one. He is just rude. Right, right when... um. Like, in the beginning of the movie, what he says to Jerry, he's like, he's like, hey, you better stop messing up because you're going to affect me. Like, he was just very selfish, not about the team, all about himself, wanted his scholarships, wanted everything to be about him. And then um, when Travis was blind and they were doing their first hit and drill, Cameron just moves out of the way and lets him fall on his face. And he's like, I didn't know we're, we're at, like, a function or something like that, like pretty much making fun of him for having a disability, just a real jerk. And then finally, um, Coach Powers was like, hey, he's like, because he made, um, Coach Ferris made Cameron run like 20 laps or something like that. He's like, hey, he's like, if you don't get Travis on track, that's going to affect your scholarships. That's going to affect everything that you want to do. Schools won't be looking at you guys if you're a 2-7 and seven team or something like that. And Cameron's like, oh, wow, yeah, I should really help him. But the sad thing about it was the only reason why he was helping Travis was not just because Travis was a friend, he was a part of the team, it was to benefit himself. So um, that's one part I didn't really like, was that was the reason why he did that. But at the end of the movie, you could tell that he um, grew closer to Travis through all the late night practices that they did together. Cameron taught him with how he should have his base and how he should approach his opponent, how he should snap it. So um, that was that was cool to see. And then so we'll talk a little bit about Patty Wheatley. Um, Patty Wheatley was the um, Travis's counselor, his guidance um, to help him learn how to be better with his um, disability stick and stuff like that. Or whatever you, I don't know what that is called. Cane. His cane, his disability, I just called it the disability <laughs> stick. The, the disability stick. Yeah, I know it kind of sounds bad, but she, um, she actually, she really cares for Travis, not just because that's her job, 
Um, you can tell she really cares about him, gets him on the football team after he's blind because when Duncan was like, oh, I don't have to let him on, you know, I can do whatever I want. I'm the athletic director and the principal, and she's like, well, the Civil Rights Act of 1990 states that blah, 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 and just starts letting him know how it is, you better know. Better lawyer up. She and she's like, better get your lawyer ready, and he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. He's like, all right, let's not do all that. He He can be on the team. That's pretty much how that went. So Travis got to be on the team because um Duncan didn't want any distractions on the team because it was a big deal if the Red Hounds won the playoffs every year and because they, the whole school is about football. But um Duncan in the movie is just a he's a jerk, you know. <laughs> that's that's really how you describe it. He's he's a jerk of a principal and he's a jerk of a athletic director, and um him and Jerry. Baker, the quarterback, have a terrible relationship throughout the whole movie. But Duncan's always just preying on Jerry's downfall. He's like, the kid's a scumbag. He'll always be a scumbag. And it's like, he's not even trying to give Jerry a chance because Jerry's a much better person than that. And that was kind of sad to see how um, that played out because Jerry turns out to be a very good guy in the movie. You can tell that he has a good character with how him and Travis are. He doesn't look at Travis any differently after his disability. Um, just an overall great guy, and um, it would have been better if Duncan got his head on straight. Sorry, sorry, Principal Duncan, didn't see you there. He's, when he's... Travis is driving <laughs> Jerry's truck. Yeah. So that's the wrap up of the characters. Yeah. So now we can jump into the kind of inclusive aspects of the movie, and I think a very noticeable one that you can kind of basically just like target as soon as you see it is the whole fact that um the fact that I'm drawing a blank here what's his name uh Travis Travis yeah I kept wanting to say Tyler but (laughs) (laughs) the it's the the whole fact that Travis actually ends up playing football again even though he's blind um I think this this goes to show like you don't really you don't need your you don't need your eyes to be able to play a sport like there's plenty of sports out there that people with disabilities can play and there's plenty of sports out there that blind people can do. I mean, there's... Um, it definitely makes it harder on them, no yeah, doubt. It definitely like, makes it harder on them, for sure. Travis but like, couldn't be that star running back like he was. He had to change but just gears, the but Just the fact that he could even participate in the was, sport again and be a part of the team, and awesome. you know that's something that is really encouraging for a lot of people that may have a disability like blindness or deafness or something like that. Um, even, like, I've personally heard of a couple of, like, school of the blinds that have like very phenomenal football teams actually um it's it's a crazy thing but it just shows that like disabilities don't really have can't really stop you from something that you put your heart to you put your mind into you know like you just it's really all about the effort honestly like you put the effort in and just like how travis did he he wasn't the best lineman when he started but after practicing and you know training getting the steps down and just kind of you know just putting in the effort, he actually became a fairly decent lineman. He got to play. Ran in the game-winning yeah. touchdown at the end, you know. It's just a- and I like the um, the point was made in this particular case about basically Travis still having, like, a brain for football. Like, he knew the personality made that suggestion to the coach. Um, and it can be kind of hard in future teams that he doesn't know the players as well, but it shows that maybe someone 
like with a disability that may or may may not be blind, maybe they are a deaf or something like that. Maybe they don't have use of their legs, but they clear as day are sharp as ever in the brain and can still like um, be a contributing factor to a sports team just by being able to break things down. I think that was noted in this movie to him talking about talking to the coach about switching the safety and corner to try to help best fit the team. I just think it, that's another way of inclusion sometimes. Don't know why people will correlate every single like disability with them being um, not as able in every other aspect, even though that, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also agree. I think also you can see an inclusion as um, from the character development of a few people. Um, and I would say a very good one of this would be uh, Cameron. Um, when uh, Cameron first heard that uh, Travis was going to be taking his spot at center, he was not thrilled. Um, he very openly voiced his doubts about this decision to the coach. Um be just but he was basing it solely off the fact that he couldn't see how is he gonna know where to move when this like like adjust for blocks make calls and stuff like that but after you know like helping Travis learn the techniques of being a lineman and just kind of hanging out talking with him he really seen that being blind didn't really change who Travis was he was still the he was still the same guy still had the same personality you know he was just he just couldn't see you anymore. But and I think that the change from before Cameron started helping Travis to Duran and then after, you can definitely tell that it really opened up Cameron to a different perspective and really showed him that that these disabilities aren't really like they don't have to they don't have to be an obstacle if you don't make them one. And I think that's something that's overlooked often. And uh, Seth kind of mentioned this earlier, but I I like that the movie this movie kind of played a factor in saying that in life and all of the people that you're are around you during that during your life you'll only go as far as that last person standing so like uh what was the guard's name Cameron Cameron realized that in order for him to reach his like fullest potential he needed to be willing to help out Travis and uh, get Travis where he needed to go in order to reach where he wanted to be. And I think that's an important thing to note. I just, like, like what I was saying, I just didn't like... <coughs> that was the reason why he was helping Travis was to benefit himself. You know what I mean? It's just... I feel like it's still very selfish. It still shows that he's... His character's not where it should be. You know what I mean? As a person. Yeah. But... You're right, Which, though. Well, like, that, that, cool example that, he be, him. that he example could help him. That example. He still didn't have to help him if he didn't want to, and he still chose to help him. And you could use, like, uh, the head coach in the same thing. You realize that the team needed Travis more than Travis needed the team, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. he realized that putting Travis on the team got the team more ready for where they wanted to go. Yeah. And, uh,. With that, I think that kind of wraps up our discussion about this movie, 23 Blast Year. Overall, was a, again, my key, key word here is heartfelt movie. Um, very, very fun to watch. Um, <clears throat> yeah.
Um, we just want to thank you for listening to this episode and to stay tuned for a few more discussions that we will be posting later on in our Flick Discussion series. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.